Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me is young Ben Hibbert. Hello there. And I nearly did an awful uh, Irish accent because we were just talking about your parents. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us again from behind the microphone, it's producer Tim. Hiya, Tim. Hello there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hey, I didn't say potato or anything like that. It was, you know, it was on point. And I I can only say this because all Ireland have gone 4 0 in the XDC, so we're all just a little bit jealous. uh... Me with my Irish passport. Now I am opening myself up to comedy racial abuse. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, you're not one of us anymore. (laughs) I I am also one of you. (laughs) Get the fun. Um, Half breed. (laughs) I'm I'm in Team 2 passports. Team, team, team! I get to walk through the fast lane in the airport. <laughs> yeah, they should just well, set up a, a separate one for the English, so they can make us wait longer yeah. as punishment for our stupid decisions. No, 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 no and no, also no. our conquering ways. That's another reason. <laughs> no, no additional, no additional processes. We just make them stand there for an hour. <laughs> it's just literally a queue that goes round and then joins at the back of everyone else. So. Did, did I ever tell you, I went on holiday to Tanzania years and years and years and years ago um, on safari. And as we were going through the border, we were prepared for the fact that um, if you had either one of two passports, one of them is a British passport, which I obviously had, um, and one other country's passport, which you can probably guess, um, <laughs> then there was a cost to enter the country to buy um, a tourist visa. As you entered through the airport, basically, you were directed to one side of the room if you had a British passport or an American passport, and it was $50 US to enter Tanzania. Not even paying Tanzanian shillings, $50 in greenbacks. <laughs> and if you were literally any other passport from one of the other 195 countries in the world including russia north korea <laughs> you know anywhere else straight through the other side don't have to pay you fine and you go it's grand but if you were from britain or america 50 dollars, please and if you argued about it they didn't grant you entry and switch you back on the airplane there you go. <laughs> so you know you get you get forewarned about it and um you know what was funny was my mom and dad were traveling on irish passports me and my brother were traveling on british passports so we had to pretend that we didn't really know each other in case they called mom and dad over and asked them why they were dubious passport <laughs> anyway anyway we've got some stuff to talk about so first things first a bit of an announcement to make we've probably the worst kept secret in the world the sith taker open is returning in february of 2023 it's going to be the last weekend in february the 25th and 26th um we're running it again at element games um it's uh gonna be uh we've got about 120 tickets um, available for sale and if everything goes to plan uh, working with Element Games to get those up for sale from the 1st of August um, so today is the 25th this comes out on the 27th so what day is the 1st of August he says scrambling Monday. quickly uh, yes so Monday I know, so I Monday know after it, this comes out I'll say I know it's Monday because it's the day that we're flying back so rather helpfully you put tickets on sale when uh yeah i'll be in an airport <laughs> all being well I'm, i don't think i'm 120, reasonably sure 120 shouldn't sell out in one day but i am definitely playing this year i've already we already had our little discussion and yeah we've, we've will, had our yeah, internal 
yeah, with Worlds uh, a month or so after, uh, obviously, Sistaker Open, uh, I would actually like to play this year. Yeah, so ideal opportunity for practicing for Worlds. We're releasing the tickets a couple of months earlier than previous years because um, we're aware that a lot of people who might want to travel for both this and Worlds might be thinking about budgets. So we're trying to release the tickets so that, you know, costs can be spread and decisions can be made. Um, that's the that's the idea between uh, of, of having the, the tickets released just a little bit earlier. Um, so yeah, um, tickets are going to be £30. It will include lunch on one of the two days. Um, costs have changed um, since last year, hence the change to the pricing profile. Um, but it's still going to be really good value and there's still going to be really good price support. So as I've mentioned a couple of times, I'm going to Galaxy's Edge in Florida in August. So there are going to be some bits of price support from the uh, from basically the Mickey Mouse gift shop. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and find stuff that you can't buy online that's only available uh, from the theme parks um, so that there's some um, quite unique things um, available for people. Um, to to try and win, um, the winner gets a hug from me as well, and a big hug from Ben. That's only for the winner, though, <laughs> and Se- anybody second, else. Anybody second, else who looks second place like isn't getting it. <laughs> not not quite as big a hug for second place, and anybody can get <laughs> yeah. a hug if they want. First, one. first place, I'll give them a cheeky bum squeak. Whereas second place, <laughs> I'll just get a pat on the back. <laughs> just a, a hug, a hug with a, a manly three pats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that we're at Sith Ticker we're really excited about it last year's was obviously massive um, and really really well attended and you know we had the Firecast guys there and we had Alex Watkins there and we had loads of stuff going on you know so we're going to see what happens this year but um, our intention is to run an event that is as big um, if we don't have all of the shenanigans around it when you know that we had last year who knows but um we're going to see if we can make it as big. So it'll be awesome to see as many people there as possible. So that's that announcement made. Um, one th- problem that we now have, he segues neatly into the sad news of the very, week. Very well done. Um, one problem that we have is that we don't currently have a plan for what tournament software we're going to run it on because today, um, Dennis, who is the developer for Tabletop TO, has announced that he's going to be shutting the site down as of October the 31st this year. Um, so um, I'll just read out his statement verbatim in case people haven't seen it. But he said, um, TTT will be shutting down as of October 31st, 2022. No additional development work will occur. It's been seven years since it was first started to help run X-Wing events at my friendly local game store. And has since gone on to be used around the globe for almost 500,000 matches at 26,000 events. A personal shift away from tournament gaming combined with an aging, poorly implemented and difficult to manage code base means working on TTT feels more like a job than the hobby it started out as. Anyone who has an unanswered email sent to me over the last 12 months can attest to my heart not being in it anymore. He's um, And he goes on to say he's going to continue to update the stream overlay. Um, but as it's open source, he's looking for people to help to contribute or take over from it. So he's... Um, so if you are a developer and you're interested in that, then you know feel free to reach out to him. And he says thank you for all the feedback, support, donations, and love over the years. Um, and he's one of the people that we've kind of on an irregular basis encouraged um, and ourselves have donated to um, because you know over COVID his um, website basically took off hugely and helped to um, keep us all kind of engaged with each other when we were doing huge amounts of online play. 
um, it gave us a way to manage it um, across the time zone. So it was fantastic. And I know that we've run our leagues across it. Um, Gold Squadron has run its events across it. Everybody basically who's been running an event over the last kind of three years has been using it. So pour one out for Tabletop Teal um, and hope that something happens to, um, or something comes up, turns up to replace it because there's nothing quite as good out there with all its foibles and all its problems and it's, you know, falling over when more than seven people try to use it at once. Um, it was a good, useful tool and importantly, free for people that needed it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think I think I'll like just say that you know I've I've been using uh, you know Tabletop TO probably for about five years or so I think maybe more more plus or minus a year or whatever. Um, so yeah, I obviously came into it uh, or sort of saw it being used at Just Play at one event, and previously I think for my forty k events and these like hundred player forty k events that run you know sort of three times a year. I had been I just had my own spreadsheet that I'd sort of. Know, built my own formulas and stuff into um and we'd obviously be using Crowdex for you know local events but having that online resource that allowed players to sign up beforehand submit lists you know you can uh, publish the you know the round draws and people can see it on their phones uh it just it really made use of like modern technology and was kind of sort of where like toing needed to go um so you know dennis dennis has been fantastic like you know i could always chat to him about like my 40k events and he would do like custom scoring and be really helpful with that um but i do absolutely get it from a uh like love of the hobby versus turns into a chore uh and i've i've gone through phases where you know because I, I used to work in you know obviously the industry um you know you do get burnt out um so i can absolutely see it so yeah you know massive thanks to dennis for all his hard work putting it in and um i don't think this will be the end of it i'm i'm sure that if someone doesn't take over ttt then then somebody will come up with something else we got some very talented um you know programmers and you know people like that in the community um you know you know you just look at people like flipster and you know the guys behind obviously the mod for uh tabletop simulator so um yeah I, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll be look, looked after but uh as i have said i am playing at the next if taker open so if even if uh, rich is doing the draw with pen and paper um I, I will just be uh one of the many faces in the crowd yeah we'll be going down to staples and buying raffle ticket books and ripping them into bits and separating the numbers into um into separate buckets for for each record and yeah um like, worst worst case we, we yeah we just go back old school and we'll do result slips we'll do you know spreadsheet or whatever so like the the event will be fine um yeah. but i i have no doubt that something will come along uh there are i think mean, i'd say at least one other sort of main piece of software out there that's very much 40k sort of dominant i won't name names because I'm not a massive fan of it and it does have its issues but you know that could be an alternative um uh but if not i'm sure there'll be something else that comes along yeah and i mean this is the i think the point where that that makes me think that i i don't think a developer is going to want to take over tabletop to if as dennis has said that the the aging code base has meant that it's a chore basically it it looks like it's not been built in a like he's kind of hacked it together and then people have asked for customizations and I kind of work in changing software development, but I'm not a developer and 
there's a phrase that we refer to as technical debt of mm. you know the, the the code base it's more complicated than it needs to be because things haven't been done um thinking about the whole they've been done thinking about how what's the fastest way i can do this feature which is great because users love it um because you know you ask for something to change and it changes quickly the problem is is that then as time goes on those things get harder and harder to maintain um while keeping the site stable and obviously we see the issues with ttt stability sometimes on big events um i think that if somebody is going to come and redevelop it it's probably worth stripping it down and starting from kind of the ground up but mm. as you said you know the community's got a bunch of talented developers who already have passion projects related to x-wing you know you've got Rathos who does yasby yeah. you've got andre lind who does launch bay next you've got flipster and you know people like kez who use the skills that they've got for tts um and dennis was you know another one of those people who did this great thing for ttt so yeah hopefully somebody um wants to because this is one of those things it has to be something you're doing for fun um fun fun and the odd donation um i mean ultimately it costs money to host these things which is why you know there was adverts and things popped up and you know i was accepting donations and stuff because you know it costs cash to just have this thing available online and it doesn't cost a lot to have it on a little website but then nobody can use it because it crashes all the time um and it costs more the more you want to put into it so um there is quite a big set of considerations to think about whether you want to do it. But I, I've heard rumors of a couple of different people who've already said that they're going to try and do something similar. But um, we'll see what pops up. Um, and it, Yeah, I mean, like, interesting. I was thinking about it earlier. And, you know, if I had to pay a subscription, like, I don't know, anywhere between one and five pounds a month, I think the amount that I use Tabletop TO4 personally for entering events and in and, and, you know, playing and also for running events, um, they'd be absolutely worth the money. Um, yeah. I think, I can't remember the numbers. I mean, he did um, it's like a time-lapse of uh, like number of events, number of attendees and all this sort of stuff. And some serious numbers that have, you know, obviously gone into that uh, event software. So, um, yeah, just, you know, massive thanks to Dennis and, uh, you know what he did for us over like the lockdown and you know letting us all sort of stay in touch and you know keep gaming and have the ability to be able to do competitive gaming because without you know without that software I, I don't think it would have been as accessible um, I mean obviously tabletop simulator did a massive amount for us because that was the actual you know the, the vehicle to play the games but I think without that tournament software in the background I don't think, I mean, I know Ben obviously runs the league. Um, you know, I, I think obviously having TTT doing like pretty much all the legwork or most of the legwork, I know you do a lot yourself, but I mean, that's obviously a massive bonus. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, did... I'm not sure what I'm going to do, to be honest. Because <laughs> well, when's the league yeah. meta kick off? It's meta kick off shortly, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to kick off after the XTC. I can't remember the exact date. We like um, September. So. Or could we run the league for two months and then and finish it like end of October? We, we could crunch, yeah, we could crunch one league in before it drops. Yeah, might be I worth actually so. firing it. This is obviously a bit of an open discussion rather than podcast, but maybe actually firing the league off a little earlier than you'd planned, maybe just to fit it in. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, obviously the news came out today, so I've not really looked properly. Um, obviously, I was sad about the news. It's a shame, but uh, you know, I get that. He's put a lot of his own time into it, and you can't always just put your own time in, can you? Um, yeah. 
So I'll probably have a closer look at what date I did say and see how many weeks after it is. And I mean, figure it the, out. The, there, the, to be honest. The, the STC group stages finishes this week. This is the Does last it? week of the group stages, yeah. And then the final is the last weekend in August. So there's a, like a three, four week break. So, But the final is like a weekend. So if you fired the league again now um, or in a week, then you know, there'd be three weeks of it and then the XTC finals is just over a weekend, so it's not going to impact it, really. So Octo- uh, October 31st is a Monday, but because he's Australian-based, that would be in the future. So, <laughs> yeah, you'd probably want the league to conclude on the 23rd, which is Sunday. So you've got three yeah. weeks in October, four, five, six, seven weeks in September. So, yeah, I think if you fired it, maybe in, the, you know... With it before, like you know, the second to last week in August, so like you know, in, in three weeks' time, yeah, that'll give me time to come back because obviously I can't really do much this week because I'll be packing for Germany tomorrow. And then Spoilers, when, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. And then, then, Wednesday, <laughs> then Wednesday we're traveling, so it's not going to get much chance to look into anything properly. I, I tell you what, Ben, let's we can have a little uh, you know, planning meeting when we're in the bar in Amsterdam, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you, you mentioned the time lapse that he did, and I've just pulled up kind of the last the last frame of it. So twenty six thousand four hundred and thirteen events, two hundred eighty four thousand one hundred eighty one attendees, seventy six thousand five hundred and fifty eight rounds, four hundred ninety thousand nine hundred thirty three. So nearly half a million matches, um, and almost thirty thousand individual new users signed up for it. And it's funny watching the map grow from kind of just Australia and it goes across basically Russia, China, the people using it in Africa, not just South Africa as well, but other countries that I can't immediately look at and identify on a map. Um, <laughs> he should be proud of himself, is... really, for doing so well. Oh, yeah, man. Like Considering South, it was South just America. A, a fun thing that he did for his friends. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's it's crazy, it's crazy and crazy successful. It also just goes to show that you know this kind of free service, uh, when it's good, is is massively highly valued. Um, yeah, it really it really is an excellent website yeah. for what it does. I mean, I think to echo what Tim said, that from a TO perspective, you know, if somebody put up a, something that was like, you know, if you pay ten quid a month, you can get access to all of these features, or you can have it free and get a very basic version, then. You know, I think a lot of TOs would just pay the tenner a month or the fiver a month or whatever. And the same for players, you know, you can get a basic version for free or you can get access to additional information if you want to pay a quid a month or something. You know, it would be like a reasonably solid model for it. Um, but, you know, there are other tools like um, that aren't as good or that, you know, tried to run a, pre- a freemium service um, where you could use it. Um, with just the teal paying and everybody else gets to use it for free. Um, but if you want to extract information from it or look at other people's lists and stuff, you had to pay. But um, yeah, this one obviously was more successful because he just put APIs around it that allowed people to extract data when they wanted. So um, anyway, enough nerdery. Sad. Yeah. Because we're sad about it. That's why we're talking about it yeah. more though, isn't it? You just say enough sad, nerdery sad, sad. on an X-Wing podcast. <laughs> we know that's not true. Um, and interestingly, X-Wing did remain his biggest single game, but more than 50% of his users were um, just other random games um, with a whole bunch of other things like Destiny, Legion, Final Fantasy, Age of Sigmar, um, 40k, um, everything was all just in there. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I off the top of my head, I 
have easily used it to run half a dozen different gaming systems. Because when I was yeah. at Element Games, like as the events manager, it was just like, oh yeah, he's got a scoring system for this event, I'll just use it. Because then I can just put the link up and say, sign yourselves up, submit your lists. You know, you, you can use it. It's great for social media, like you say, share, sharing lists. Or I mean, I, I do it for the SIF takers, don't I? Which are, whenever we go to an event or whatever, and there's a tabletop TO link, I just go um, click the link to see the list, to see the rounds, to see the results. And that's just what you want is that you know, everybody knows then that's your like sort of go to that link and they get all the information they need. Um, so yeah, it is. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great tool for TOs, players, and the community in general. So yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so we can move on. We're going to talk about Malacor, which is the um, Galaxies event. So the Gold Squadron uh, American podcast run uh, an online kind of series of events culminating in what last year was Coruscant, I think, uh, or maybe something else. Um, but uh, they ran the most recent one this year round. And it is notable because... Uh, well, for a start, it's a it's a relatively large event, so seventy four players signed up to to play um, five rounds uh, into a, a top eight cut. Um, the cut is notable because the top two were both separatists players, um, and previously separatists have been kind of declared as the red headed unloved stepchild of the family, um, you know, and oh, they're rubbish separatists. Oh, they need help, and here they are. Um, no first order in cut, um, which is crazy. Following Crispy smashing it up the last time around um, with his win, but um, yeah. So congratulations to Andrew Bolduch. Bolduch. I don't know how to pronounce that. See <laughs> if it's soft or hard. But um, I've given both attempts, so I'll probably get it wrong twice. You did better <laughs> than I would have done, mate. Uh, so congratulations to Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he ran um, Separatist Alliance with General Grievous, Django Fett, Cad Bane, and DFS-81. Um, I don't know which that one that is, but it's a two-point droid um, vulture class. Named I think one. it's interesting, though, that both the list had Cad Bane in them. Yeah. I know Cad Bane personally, the... I kind of written that ship off. Yeah, so I saw a janky version and I've seen a lot of people doing it where they put Zuckus on and then they leverage Zuckus to throw stress at people. Um, Isn't but, that the Separatist one? Yeah, that's the Separatist one. I mean, um, the Scum one you're talking oh, is about. That, is that the Scum one? Yeah, the, yeah, the, scum, yeah, the scum one, one you pass take stress. Zuckus, yeah. This one you take an action after that's another right. ship is destroyed. Okay. So... Um, so just to, to, to scoot through um, Andrew's list. So Grievous with Outmaneuver and Pervian Plating, Solus 1. So Django Fett with Notorious Dooku. Notorious. <laughs> Standard. Um, <laughs> Count Dooku, Proton Bombs, False Transponder Codes, Delayed Fuses, Slave 1, and Veteran Tail Gunner. So that's Separatist Slave 1. So that's the one that lets you do crits Can out I- the back. <laughs> If you, if you, behind them, but you can yeah, use yeah. that slave one in scum as well. Yeah, I think isn't uh-huh. the original slave one title on the ban list now? It yeah. is, yeah, because title move, yeah. which is totally right because that that was nonsense, <laughs> nonsense. Um, <laughs> especially in a world with um, uh, low right. values. Yeah, oh, even yeah. even in the old in the old version, it was nonsense. Yeah, 
Um, the, the CAD being in this in this list is um, Treacherous, Heavy Laser Cannon, Iron Cannon, Xanadu Blood, and Proxmine. So Xanadu Blood gives him the crew slot, I'm going to say. It gives you um, the action as well. Yeah, crew slot and bomb slot, I think, isn't it? I think it's a bomb slot. I can't remember what the other one is. Um, and then the last ship is, is obviously DFS um, E1, which is Discord missiles, independent calculations, and grappling struts. So um, he's a calculate lobber. He's a is he the one that lobs the calculates? Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's um, helpful. He's Brendan's favourite ship. Oh yes, Doofus. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I wasn't sure which DFS he was because there's more. I think it's that one. I'm gonna have to double check. Really question myself. So, Santa do blood, yeah. Crew slot, uh, bomb slot. No, it's, 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 it's the red. It's three elevens, uh, the calculate lover. And then, did you uh, say he is the calculate so lover? This this DFS, DFS eighty one. No, he's not. That's three eleven. This one oh, is while a friendly ship defends, it may spend a calculate to change all crit results to hit results, so turning crits down to hits. Okay. Um, which I'm is guessing that it's cheeky. more than it's two points. Yeah, it's two points and it's an aimed <laughs> one. Um, he's I3, um, so rather than taking the I4, he's taken that one, which... Uh, have they got a way to get calculates on his other ships? No? So for Andrew, it's just going to be the two-point droid, isn't it? Yeah, it's a two-point droid that if it's holding a crate, it's hard to make it drop it. Because his ability allows him to just turn all the crits down to hits and then roll his dice. It's so also nice to lob that discard at people, isn't upgrade. it? Yes. Yeah, discard missiles are still really good. But it's, um, it's, it's so a, yeah, it's well, a, well, I'll say it's a, it's a three ship list with a static objective holder. Because yeah. yeah, he just goes and jumps on a rock and says, right, assault or whatever, I'm going to hold this. Or like you say, with um, uh, salvage, you can just grab a crate and go and sit on a rock or something like that. So. You know, I think I think yeah. it's um, good. I mean, I'm not a fan of Discord missiles. Um, I think they've got massively nerfed uh, with the fact yeah. that you can engage them at range zero, and now they've got what it was it just one one of you only have one, one green dice as well, no? Yeah, so I I would probably take energy shells um, because I think they're probably better. But hey ho. So he only lost one game all day, which was his round two, which was a salvage mission against uh i'll tell you in a second what the list was um oh, i'm gonna miss ttt not being able to do this so <laughs> know, sad again um uh so against uh morna key so a decimator and swarm uh so a desi swarm lost salvage mission he lost salvage mission against a sick ship list that included a, a dauntless decimator thing is with this one if, if you go in for that vulture He's really not bothered. It's two points. If you kill it, well done. All his other ships are going to come in on you and just take something out. Yep. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of firepower there, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, even outmaneuver Grievous on his own can be quite nasty. Oh yeah, I mean, you stick him on one side by himself, and you just say, "Well, you can either point at me, or and my whole rest of my list is." murdering you or you can turn into the rest of my list and then I'm behind you getting three hits every single shot um, or better I know so, I say it every time but how how like good is the fluff of Grievous oh, I know. 
Like, it's one of the best design ships in the whole game. Yeah. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Like, just it it encapsulates the character. It's ridiculous. If <laughs> you're still pleased with that, if I designed that, I'd be like, yes, <laughs> done now. Time to retire. I will never better this. Um, so, so the the guy that came second. So we we said that there's two two scum lists. So we we'll need to talk about the other one because they're completely different archetypes. Um, was Attila Bodnar Sobchak, um, aka Totem from Hexiled. So if you've seen his name around, um, he's, he goes by Totem because it's easier to pronounce than the thing I've just said and not going to try again. Um, so um, he had, I'll say it now, Standard Grievous. Um, he then had uh, three Discord independent Vulture class droids. Um, Separatist drones. He had DFS eighty one, so that the same one that Andrew had um, with energy shell shell charges um, and independent. Though they've all got independent calculations and strokes. Yes, you have and to have them all, don't you? Yeah, it's standardised, isn't it? Um, and then uh, a Hayward child prototype, um, so another vulture with energy shell charges. So he had five vultures, Grievous, and then he had Cadbane as well, but he had Notorious. Ion Cannon. You didn't sing. I'm sad. And, I knew you wanted me to do it, so I, I didn't. Yeah. I even left you a little pause. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to so be say, Notorious? Nope, you're not having it again. Ever. Okay, I, Iron Cannon. Electro so, Chaff Missile. I'm going to edit it in to make me look daft afterwards <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, um, in but, fairness, that doesn't take a lot of editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at making um, myself look stupid. It's the I face do. that does it. I'm trying to read out a list of six things, and I've got to number three four times now. <laughs> Try that and if I can put you off again. So, Notorious, Iron Cannon, Electro Chaff Missiles, False Transponder Codes, Engine Upgrade, and Xanadu Blood. So he's spent his points very, very differently. Um, hasn't taken bombs, has taken a white boost. I think, doesn't Chaff Cloud take up a bomb slot? Chaff does, Missile mm-hmm. Bomb Slot, yeah. So that's where his bombs have gone. Both, don't they, I think. And we know that chaff is good. Um, mm. Chaff especially is neat with um, your vultures. You're able to ignore it. They're able to jump onto it um, if you feel like it. Um, so, yeah. it's um, There you go. I have no idea how either of these lists work because every time mm-hmm. I've played against vultures in 2.5, they've just exploded. And every time I've stood near somebody who's played against vultures, they've just exploded. So um, congratulations to um, I mean, Totem. You know how for... the top one works, don't you? Because we talked about it before. Yeah. It's, 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 there's just three heavy hitters there. Yeah, and a fellowship. And this one's got two heavy hitters. But, I mean, Cad, to me, always seems a bit, bit wet because he's mostly a two-dice attack. Um, but got maybe the iron yeah, but maybe that's just because of the kind of lists that I've been flying recently. Is that you know, I'm not worried if, about CAD. If you manage to ion something, it's quite easy to get Grievous behind it, and if yeah. you can keep ioning it, you know, Grievous does his thing. Yeah, I was going to say I, Grievous likes likes it from behind, but that's not. <laughs> I've said it now. I guess. Oh so, yeah. No, but... So I guess a lot of the, the certainly the droid swarm, and because I had to play against Andrew. Andrew um, oh, uh, Provo um, for France, and it's like you're killing droids, but you're only getting two points. Yeah. Even in chance engagement, you have a droid, you get a point. Whereas they put oh. one of your ships, it's like four points or five points. So you know, there's a massive, um, you know, y- yes, you can go out and pop droids, 
but unless you're popping two droids for every one of your ships you know you, you're going to be behind so i can see that and also you know there's lots of bodies for holding uh satellites uh for if you know, for scrambling for cleaning salvage so i can see them to be very good in like objective based games um and then you've got grievous and cad for you know going out and poking stuff yeah even though i know we said the the discords have been massively nerfed they're still a pain in the backside though if you get them on something yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, so the way I, I think I was chatting to Andrew about it is that he almost sees them as like a jam. So yeah. that he, he basically puts them out. Oh, not a jam, sorry, um, uh, disarm. Weapons disabled. Yeah, we- yeah, weapons disabled because he basically does it and you're not shooting. So you, like, you, ha- you forego a shot to shoot the droids. Uh, and that's, you know, an interesting way to look at it for sure. And there's certain ships that just can't shake them. Like, you know, I mean, they're always the bane of fire sprays because the fire spray um, can't barrel roll. So you, yeah. you slap it on the front of uh, Boba and he just basically just drags it around with him or he shoots it off him. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All, all, all the big base ships. And ultimately, even if you stick it on the back of a ship that's already moved so that they can't take the range zero and modified attack to try and just clear it, um, then, and, and yes, they can fly away from it. But then they do a crit before the enemy can do that. Um, and then they're still shutting down a lane, which is open to you. You can still fly over it. But if your enemy, if your opponent wants to go through that lane, they have to fly over that buzz droid and pick it up yeah, um, and, and don't, deal with it again. And don't so, forget in salvage, they'll actually go and uh, steal crates off people. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you don't shoot me, but I'll, I'll just crit you and then you drop your crate. So... Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I, I can see a use for them, and certainly with the independent calculations, you do your double calculate, so you spend one to fire the discord, and then you've still got a calculate for modding, like either attack or defense. So, um, I, I can see a case for them. Um, I just think like that seer list with independent calculations and energy shells is horrendous. Mm-hmm. But no, well played to both of them. I think um, I didn't really stay to watch the final. Um, I watched bits of it, but um, I think, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I mean, one thing I did notice, just looking at the stats, that the Separatists were actually the uh, second most represented faction. So you can mm-hmm. sort of take from that a little bit, I suppose. Yes, you know, we got Separatists to the final, but they had, uh, I think Empire had 16, Separatists were 12, and then Scum and Vinley and Rebels, uh, sorry, Resistance were both 11s. Yeah. Good spread of factions, actually, apart from Republic. Um, Republic was seriously underrepresented with only four. First Order with eight, but everybody else was much of a muchness, kind of in the 10, 11, 12, except for obviously Empire 16 and Separatists. Yeah, well, Empire 16 massively out in the lead, then Separatists is 12. So, yeah, it's good. Um, I just noticed, actually, while I was clicking through, that um, the guy who beat Andrew, who won in the end in round two, was his top eight opponent, and it was Salvage Mission again. So yeah. Andrew won Salvage Mission uh, following Revenge of the Swiss. So his one loss in Swiss was against the person who beat in top eight on the same mission. So yeah, one of those things. He obviously learned something. There you go. Um, so do we want to go down to top four or not bother? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so um, Nicholas God, he's quite good at X-Wing. He made top four um, with a three-ship scum list. And then the other guy was Marco Tamalin, um, who 
was a uh, Imperial Five ship, I'm going to call it. Um, so <laughs> Nicholas God's list, Cat Scarlet, Imanazov means so two fire sprays, and then Q9 in the uh, in the Razor Crest. Um, interesting build on the Razor Crest. Um, the Child, the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Babu Frick, and the Razor Crest title. So um, a free illicit on there either contraband cybernetics or false transponder codes. The Mandalorian gives a white reinforce and also can spend his time cuddling the child to help him get um, force points back. Um, Boba Fett, what's Boba Fett crew do for scum now? Hmm. Is, is it a placement one? I always know that there's going to be something janky going on in Nicholas's builds because they're never as straightforward well, as you think as they a, are. As a little uh, distraction whilst we're all just hurriedly uh, checking. Now, is it Boba Fett Gunner or Crew? Uh, it's going to be Gunner, isn't it? So the Gunner I'm sure is... the oh, Crew is banned. Uh, yeah. The Crew's banned. So, He's the place in the wrong place. So, so uh, he used this against me in the XTC because he had HLC He's not got now. Um, so that um, while you perform an attack, if there are no other ships in the attacker, you may change one of your eye results to a hit result. Um, so then um, if he uses the HLC, basically if there are no other ships in the bullseye, he gets to change the eye to a hit. Um, but that would have been on the fire spray. And slot, or was it on Den it might have been on Denga actually? Yeah, I think it was, De it was De Denga HLC. I think he's taken to the XTC, which has the Boba Fett gunner. So he's obviously still using that. Um, yeah. yeah, two trick shotting uh fire sprays, both with chaff missiles, both with a force yeah. user, yeah, and a title of one sort, and then uh, a difficult to kill um Q9 who's getting mods and has Babu Frick to help him to stay unstressed. It's interesting to see how people are uh, compensating for that ship's dial, uh, the blues on the dial, through either you put L337 on, you put Fenrau on, or Babu Frick. It's the first time actually I've seen Babu Frick actually um, being deployed um, in this way as a little illicit. makes me happy. So Nicholas used Dead Man Switch against me as his hidden illicit um, uh -huh. when we played in the XTC. And uh, when I played my uh, opponent from the Philippines in the week, he had Hotshot Tail Blaster, which he okay. re revealed when Obi-Wan was just behind him. And I nice. was like, oof. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there's some, there's some interesting things. I mean, obviously, like, I think 90% of the choices are false transponders or contraband cybernetics if they've not chosen them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and let me just reveal my hidden false transponder codes. It's the, um, yeah, secret illicit. Um, so you've got, um, yeah, the, the, the fire spray builds are interesting because you say both trick shot, both with chaff, both with a force user. So at some point you're just hurling that out the front and then floating up behind it and saying, here's my four dice attack or my five dice attack if you drift into range one. Um, yeah, it's pretty dirty. Um, and then I think Ahsoka can give out focuses so it's you know she can trade a force for a focus on one of the other ships um, and i think savage oppressed does a similar thing as well um so there's probably some kind of jank where they're bouncing additional tokens around as well so yeah it's pretty nice um 
and then Marco Tamerlan's uh, empire. It's something that we're seeing quite a lot of in terms of archetype. We get um, Marek Steele in the next one, Rexler Brath in a defender, Vizier in a reaper with Palpatine, and then two ISP Jingoists with Deadman Switch. So probably the most efficient four points available in the game right now is two ISP Jingoists with Deadman Switch or Contraband Cybernetics, your choice. Um, Vizier with Palp at four points is ridiculously good. And then you're filling in your other 12 points with whatever else you want. So our Ireland list has that poor Vizier, ISB, ISB. Uh, but we've got Vader in an X1 and then Seventh Sister um, in a V1 um, filling out those points. Um, so many different really good options for Imperials to play in that space. Really good. Yeah, no, I think it's an interesting list. I think uh, Marco probably hails from Helsinki, Bolitzings, uh, Helsinki Huts. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's um, obviously this was a European time zone event. There's uh, obviously a few European players that we know or names we recognize. Yeah, yeah, a lot of players. Look, looking down the list, there's, um, yeah, there's Sam, uh, Sean from Tin Squadron. Um, Missed cut by uh, didn't have gone four two. So this was a five one mix cut, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, must have been. Yeah, five one mix cut. Um, so Sean just missed out. Andrew Roller, um, uh, as well, who's um been on the podcast before. Um, when he oh, invented Heratani, <laughs> he he was he was Heratani, wasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just scrolling down, you know, there's a. It's great to see that there's a lot of people in, a lot of people playing different different stuff trying different things and obviously oh. you know we're i didn't listen to your stats before though, but there does seem to be a lot of um imperial don't they yeah they're the yeah, most they're... represented yeah 16 I don't know. yeah i mean uh, well i think yeah they're always popular aren't they well this is it like like rich says you know you've got that kind of standard you know double double jingoist and vizier or double jingoist and say wampa or uh moff gideon and then you're taking sort of two aces, which is solid build. Um, I mean, we did see Mourner Key get to top eight, which is the um, the decimator that can essentially be reinforced front and rear. Um, oh, just just having two on the front. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and then you've got um, just wanted to shout out Michael Upton, uh, Sift Takers. With resistance, uh, finished nineteenth on three and two. So, well played, Michael. I don't think any of our anybody else from Sith Takers had entered, had they? No. No, but he's on the Y wings, Mike. He was on the Y wings with Jess and Jarek and Rose. So a six ship resistance list, which is one of those things you look at it and go, "How does that all fit?" Um, and then you realise that they've made a lot of ships, kind of three points in resistance so you can you can comfortably put five in and then a five pointer or yeah five or a six pointer so um yeah well done to mike for that finish i think he was he was in the sniffer cut until the, the end of the event i think i have a feeling he lost his last game well you know the wonders of uh tabletop to if you click the person's name click we can see name. that he lost his last round game so yeah yeah 
So he lost his second round game and his fifth round game. So yeah, he was on the winning end and he lost 21-18. Sad. I'm not even a sadder because I keep remembering how good TTT is for us when we're recording stuff. Oh, I'm cry. <laughs> um, all right, so that's Malachor. Uh, well done to Andrew. Um, again, whose surname I can't pronounce, so I'm going to not anymore. Um, XTC? Yup. Continues. We're into the last week now. Um, Ireland have qualified whoop, for the final, so we now are off trying to figure out how to make that work. Um, but <laughs> we went four and zero. We beat Scotland three two in the last week. I lost my game. Um, mostly oh, I because I know. Um, mostly because I, yeah, I'd, I'd had a very long weekend camping. I was hungover and quite tired, having driven home from Scarborough, um, and I started at nine o'clock and. Uh, I was just like kind of, so he was using Republic lat. He flew it very well, but he forgot about his lat re-rolls for the entire game. And he still beat me. What? Um, yeah. And he forgot about seventh, he forgot about seventh fleet gunner for the first two turns. What? So he was, a, he was a sub. He'd not used the list before. So he literally was forgetting everything and it just wasn't working for me. Um, at all, I mean, and I yeah. still ended up. I still ended up with two trick-shattering shots into his lat at the end of the game to try and basically do eight damage across two attacks, and I did seven um, between Luke having a shattering shot, obstructed trick shot, shattering trick proton torpedo for mm. six, which did five and a crit, and then Ahsoka had a trick shot normal attack, which did two hits um and i got to i got to uh, i got him to i think one hole left i was basically searching for a double um i was searching for ahsoka to then do another crit to get a double um i just didn't get enough crits on the rolls but um and that was the the me just balancing on the edges of variance and then the result ended up massively um uh out of whack to that because had i killed that hook then our points are even and we draw um and he can't kill ahsoka back but as it is i don't kill the hawk the hawk rolls hit hit out of hand and ahsoka blanks on four greens and um just that's it <laughs> then the score is 25 15 instead of you know 20 15 or whatever uh, but it was a great game um and it was uh, a pleasure to play against somebody um who who's just getting back into the game having been out for a long time um and kind of Rory was kind of letting his subs play games to you know get them back in and um, once the round was gone so it was it was great to get an opportunity to play against somebody um whose real name I never find out and I can't pronounce what it was on um tabletop teal because it involved lots of x's and l's and t's and things but I think it's a spanish lad living in um living in edinburgh so he's he was saying he was going to come down for the take open with the scottish lads next time so Hopefully, I'll find out what his actual name is then when we meet him. Um, but yeah, Ireland 4-0, happy, qualified. Um, and now getting to watch the chaos as it happens around us as people try and figure out if we go 5-0 and or 4-1 and or 3-2 and and they do this and what happens. But I think of England have now qualified, haven't they, Tim? Because you've yeah. gone 3-0. and Yeah, so I, I tried very hard to throw it for the team. So I, <laughs> I, I um, ended up playing uh, Eli in a game that Firecast Focus streamed. Uh, Eli obviously just baffled me with his setup and his positional play. Uh, so we were playing Scramble. 
and he just gave me two objectives. He stayed on one side of the board, I stayed on the other. And then I had one 50-50 decision to basically run away or, or turn in. And I'm normally quite an aggressive player, so I turned in. I should have should have run away. And then my dice just went, mm, we're going to be a bit cold for like the rest of the game. Like, I literally lost click. Was it to one range three shot? <laughs> and that's with a focus token and stuff like that. And it was... Yeah, so uh, we we have a bit of a meme with the England team, which is we we lose the first game and then win the round four one or or something similar. <laughs> uh, so basically, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm just setting the you know the team up for the, you know to win the round. And then Dan Atty lost his game. I was like, okay, this is getting a bit awkward now because we knew our last game of the week was Dom and it was uh, Imperial off, and he has seventh sister in his list. Um, and the Philippines uh, player had Rexler. So you'd kind of think that he had the advantage. But, you know, if anybody was going to win the, the Imperial uh, match, it was uh, was Dom. And he managed to get the win. So, yeah, we won the round. And we are now qualified because we're the only team in Group D with three wins. Uh, I believe France are out. Although they did manage to win their last round against Austria. So they finish on three losses and a win. And now the chaos uh, ensues between uh, Pirates, Philippines and Austria, who can all qualify depending how all the final rounds go. So I think Philippines, if they win, they're through. Yep. Um, if Philippines lose and England lose, then it all depends on the results between Austria and Pirates. I think... Um, Oh, who did the summary on the XDC page? It's Illy. I've got it up here. So if Philippines have it in their own hands, if they manage to lose 2-3 or tie or win, then they progress. If they lose 4-1 or 5-0, then there are three options. Austria lose or win to England. Pirates proceed because of the head-to-head tiebreaker. Austria wins 4-1 against England. There is a three-way tie which comes down to the fourth tiebreaker, some of victory points. Um, or <laughs> Austria wins 5-0 and Austria proceeds with more individual wins. If Pirates win 5-0, then they proceed unless Austria wins 5-0-2 and proceed through then on head-to-head. So Pirates can technically progress. Austria can technically progress. Uh, France can't, but um, Philippines basically need to win two games um, out of the five in order to progress. Um, they don't even need to guarantee to win the round as long as they get secure two wins. That's um, some serious pressure, though. <laughs> like, you, yeah. you'd, think, you'd think, oh, yeah, two, two wins out of five, that's probably quite easy, but... Oof. Yeah, I think two wins out of five, you expect. Oh, hang, the, hang on a second. Third win. Oh, but they're playing the Pirates, aren't they? So that's like the buy round, so... <laughs> Oof. With Liam not being here, you feel like you've got to throw some shade... Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Right. Um, our our group is actually interesting as well for for who can progress because um, each of Norway, Italy, and Mexico can progress. Um, so it, interestingly, if Italy beat Norway three two, and Mexico beat Scotland five nil, then Mexico will progress on head to head. If Norway beat Italy, it's in their own hands. Um, basically, if Norway beat Italy, they'll progress. If Italy beat Norway, they progress unless Mexico beat Scotland 5-0. So it's, uh, I was chatting to the Mexican captain on, on Discord and he, he was kind of 
saying we're going to really try. <laughs> we really want to want to get a five zero against Scotland, and um, I suspect that Scotland are quite looking forward to um, putting Mexico's nose out of joint and snatching a couple of victories. Um, so, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's all kind of it's all kind of up, and it's the same in the other. Like Ellie's done this great summary, um, so it's it's up for it in all of the other ones as well. In in Group A, Wales and the Czech Republic and Spain can all still qualify. Um, as well as uh, South Africa and Malaysia, so there's a lot of th- th- their their gr- group has been very kind of people beating each other. Oh no, sorry, South Africa, no, South Africa are out. Sorry, Malaysia, Wales, Spain, and Czech Republic can all still qualify, depending on results. Uh, but it's likely to be between Czech Republic, Spain, and Wales. Um, Germany is in the same position this week as Ireland was in last week, and, and England are in this week, so they're on three zero. Um, they're very likely to qualify, um, but then the the other spot between Australia, Brazil, um, Colombia um, is very much up for grabs. And then Group C is the interesting one because Canada beat USA, so Canada are smashing it. Um, I've got three wins and thirty nine points out of their game, so they've basically I think they've only given up two games against the USA, and they've four five nilled their other ones. Um, so. Second place is between Switzerland and USA. Um, so Switzerland need to beat whoever they're playing in. Serbia stop the USA from winning, and then Switzerland will progress. But it's likely to be Canada and America. So there you go. And then there'll be ten, and then the finals will be at the end of August. So that's XTC. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything like last year, I, mean, I haven't seen the streaming plans, but last year we had. Two streamers per group. Uh, sorry, two streamers per table. So there's ten teams. So there's basically ten streamers, and you ended up with two games being streamed per round. Um, I'm yep. not sure we'll we'll get that level of coverage, um, but hopefully, I'd imagine there'd be at least five streamers involved. Uh, I know there is a GSP event happening that weekend. Um, so obviously, it's the middle middle of August. Uh, well, the end of August, August bank holiday weekend. Um, but if it's typical British, you know, summer bank holiday weather, uh, stay in, watch the X Wing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'll I'll be playing, and you'll be at you know Galaxy's Edge. So yeah, I'll be in Galaxy's Edge. I'll be in uh, on the two days. On the Saturday, I'll be swimming with dolphins at Discovery Cove, and on the Sunday, I'll be in Animal Kingdom. So there you go, <laughs> standing in a queue to ride the um. The, the avatar ride probably um, so are we we likely to see any uh personnel changes obviously you, you yes. being out so uh yeah anybody... so connor connor is coming in um you're letting him back he was, in he's coming in to um to play um on one of the days um we're currently negotiating with um previous ireland players and other people who are um irish Either under the Jack Charlton rules or actual Irish, um, in order to to get them uh, to to get a team of uh, nationals in, because uh, we were quite happy with having um, only one actual ringer this time around, as being somebody who'd previously played for Ireland in the XTC live in Poland the last time it happened, uh, which is from the far left. No, <laughs> Nick the Nick the Welsh Irishman, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the actual Irishman who played for Wales in the XTC before he played for Ireland. That's the one. Um, you know, the truth doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't. He's Welsh. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but we're, we basically, we, we've got um, 
like it's Cormac's wedding anniversary that weekend and it's a bank holiday in the UK and you know we're we're trying our best to make sure that we get um a team that's representative of um the the country rather than just hacking in a couple of mercs from around the place to fill in the gaps but um we we will be there as a team so have to be now have to be now we've smashed into the final no, no absolutely and you know that's a re- you know really good performance from the irish team and uh, that's not meant you know sort of disrespectfully i think any team that goes 4 and 0 in any of the groups has done really well um because you know there 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 are no easy groups like, i mean i would argue that our group is possibly tougher than than most but you know obviously a little little bit of bias but um yeah, I think I think your group was tough, and it was made tougher by the fact that everybody saw Philippines as the easy win, and then we have to worry about the other three. Um, and Philippines came out fighting and surprised a couple of people before oh. everybody realised that they knew what they were doing. Oh no, absolutely! What yeah, rolled over France in the in the first week. It may not rolled over, but yeah, beat France in the first week, and then suddenly everyone's just like, oh, hang on, France were one of the seeds. Yeah, that's it. And then they, then they, uh, well, then they beat Austria week two, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Because we, yeah, because yeah, we yeah. played, we played Pirates week two, um, and yeah, so crazy. Uh, I mean, I think, I think it'd be nice for the Philippines to win, and uh, I sort of say that as a neutral sort of person because I think a lot of us we we know our like local communities and, and our, our sort of um and by local i mean like europe I mean, like i know the european player base much like gsp knows the american player base and then anything outside of you know america it's like who's this um so yeah. actually seeing teams do well from south america from africa from uh, sort of asia uh, is is really good to see. So um, you know, it's, it's... I mean, th- this is the reason why last year when the XTC was kicking off, we had you know Joe and actor on from Japan and Australia, and we had um, I can't remember the guy's name on from South America. I think it was the oh yeah, Chile captain. Uh, um, uh, uh, yes. Uh, it's brain, my brain's gone. Um, you know, and we had people on from as many different parts of the world as we could to talk about. You know, we don't know about these guys that are playing for your team and for the teams from countries around you and in your part of the world. Can we you talk have, to us yeah, about? We didn't have Bruno. Bruno didn't come on from Brazil, did he? It was. Uh no, it was somebody from it was Colombia. Yeah, Colombia, which is Juan. I think I want to say, Quint Quinchy. Yeah, it's Juan Quinch. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Carlos, Carlos. Yeah, maybe. Anyway those guys that we spoke to last year. We could go back and listen to the episodes and find out what they were talking about then. But no, you're absolutely right. And uh, like last year, I think Singapore surprised people. This year, Philippines have surprised people. It's great to see those things. And, you know, I really hope that a couple of the the non-Euro, non-Americas-based um, teams um, pop into the finals because it's always, you know, that's the fun thing is playing against people you've never had a chance to play against before. And that's what it's about. Um, so... Yeah, cool. So good luck to everybody who's still playing. Um, I'll be interested to see what um, what the finals looks like. Um, I believe that Mr. Pocknell, when he returns from his French campsite, is going to do uh, one last spicy round upstream to bookend it. He's not done them weekly this time around. Um, he's only he's only done one to start off with, and he's going to do one at the end, I think. So it'll be interesting to see what, what his hot takes are um, after the group stages are finished. Um, and yeah. on that, I think, I think we move on to just briefly talking about 
Germany. So next weekend, so not the weekend after this comes out, but the weekend after that, is the World Qualifier in Hanover. Ben and Tim are going, representing the Sith Takers. So if you go, hook up with them, and they might have some Obi-Wan cards to hand out, what they should do. Um, <laughs> as well as a few other bits and pieces, probably. Hugs from Ben. Um, no bum grabs. That's only for winners. <laughs> if you beat him. <laughs> um, so, uh, so have you guys decided what you're taking with you? I know you've been you've been mainlining the same thing on Tuesday nights, Ben. Yeah, I'm taking that. I'm taking the first order. I've been flying that sort of list off and on for quite a while now. I was me and Tim were chatting privately, and I said, "I really, I should have taken that to the um, the XTC with me." Mm-hmm. But I was no, Expo. You didn't. You're not playing um, the XTC. Ex- Expo. Sorry, no, I, I don't really play online that much. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's um, Whisper, uh, not Whisper. Sorry, Nightfall, Kylo, Grudge, Malarus, and um, Scorch. So Liam, yeah. Liam's and, list. Yeah, yeah, but he, Liam's tuned it in better. But we were both flying a very similar list before the expo. But Liam tweaked it for the expo, and I just wussed out and took an alpha strike list. Yeah, and we had a good game, really good game last week. Yeah, it was fun. Though. Um. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, me playing about with different upgrades on my Y-Wings um, and you going, I'm not flying into where you want me to be because I know what happens when you get me with Zion. <laughs> so we had a very, very cat and mousey game, which I think was um, maybe interesting for the new player that was watching us playing um, to watch like the difference between and now we're just going to roll in here and smash each other and like two players that know each other well trying to like, think each other and counter position each other and you know, not taking it's, many it's, shots. Yeah, it's always nice to play against when you play a lot because you have to try and sort of catch them off guard, but they know that you know and all that sort of nonsense. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So, have have you decided what you're taking, Tim? Because you've already got your Republic swag from the expo, haven't you? So, yeah, are you taking something different? To, to nope, like nope <laughs> that's, so, that's another reason why i didn't want to take the rebels because i'd already got the stuff well this is it like so part of me is thinking do i just roll out something and uh you know do i just put up scum do i put out separatists and i've not practiced any of it like i could put something on the table and there's a few lists i've got that i think may be okay but who's to say that you know four five six eight other players don't take that faction and just finish higher than me um so do I really want to go take a list I've not practiced, plus with travelling and the fact that it's a holiday, so there may be one or two drinks consumed in the evenings. Oh, and... speak for yourself. Well. I'm not having, not one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, I'm having one right I mean, now. <laughs> we've all, I think most of our chats have already been discussing the various uh, places that we can get schnitzel and uh, some beers <laughs> and stuff. And um, so, you're the guy who used to live there. Not, not in Hanover. I've, ne- I've no, never, I've Germany. never been in Hanover before. But um, no, no, fun walk's going to be there, introducing everybody to everything that can go on, isn't he? Well, this is it, and and it, that's going to be really nice to catch up with. Um, so we've got um, Azagul, so um, Anastas. Um, staying with us now we've got obviously the 186 are going to be in the airbnb uh, a few of them with us and then we're going to be meeting up with fun walk uh hopefully sad toaster um uh, you know look at the, some of the names that are signed up i think nicholas is is over um so it's going to be really nice to sort of quarantine's ca- coming as well 
Yeah, you know, but there's always people that we've been playing with online the last two, three years, um, chatting to either on the podcast or on Discord. Um, so actually, I, I kind of want to go for that. Um, so yep. what I thought is, well, I just take Old Faithful that I've been running for the last, what, two, three months. I know all the triggers. I know the maneuvers. I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. in various matchups. So it's just a list I can put out there and not have to think too much about. Um, yep. And actually, I did miss out on the Republic damage deck by a place because Ben lost his last game uh, to so, Louis, uh, Louis in the, at the Expo. Um, you blame so, me, but maybe you could have won more, more games. I mean, that is possible but let's it's easier just to blame you as, as always so and, and let's be honest we're all rooting for tim to win more swag because that just increases the size of the swag box at this Spudgun event yeah and this, is it, and this is it like and if anything like you know you look at some some events if republic were on the downturn in attendance and like you know first order will be are going to be on the up i think there's some good scum lists out there now like you know this gar saxon manaru that's knocking around um yeah. imperials are you know are getting more popular rebel alpha is, is still good but probably less so. but hopefully people are drifting away and then I, yeah i can just take republic and i don't think i'll make cut because it's still a brutal cut um five one over 50 players is it or something like that for day one because yeah. there's a day one a well, day one a day in, one b in the documents it says a top eight Oh yeah, sorry. Someone's has but, has released that now, haven't they? So it does say that actually know what's going on there. Yeah, so it says a top eight each day. So actually, um, there might be a four and two or a three one one that might sneak in. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see. So um, yeah, I think for me the fo- the focus is just to have fun because I've got obviously um, I've been pretty busy with XTC and work. I've got a really busy period at work coming up, so I, th- I think I just want to just take old faithful and. Thing thing is, Tim, I know you reasonably well, and you say that now, but you'll get to game two and you'll get the eye of the tiger on, and you'll be like, "All right, let's go." Yeah. Unless you've got no, participation no. damage deck, if you get participation damage deck, you might just crack it in and just enjoy. Yourself. No, 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 no. It's no. a submarine king. He always does it. No, but the, no. His first game with submarines all the way through. Well, let, me, let me clarify. I am, I am absolutely not going there to just throw my games, which is why I'm not rocking a. Uh, I'm going to take I don't know scum to try and get the scum prizes or something like that. I'm genuinely taking my best list because I know that Republic I can win games with. Um, and yeah, like you know, if I can make cut, I'm sure as hell going to try and make cut. Um, I don't need to. I've got the world's invite, but it's you know, what is why I play competitive games. You know, I, yeah. I, go, I go there to play play the best I can against good players and ultimately you know, finish it as well as I can. Now, if I don't make the, the finals, then there's going to be side events and social. And if I make the finals on the Sunday, then all right, I might be well behaved on Saturday night, but I can still go out and have a few drinks on the the Saturday night and the Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely, absolutely get it. Um, and you're not a. I'm just going to play five games and have fun. You're there to go. I'm going to go and play five games and try to win. Um, but you know, it's always nice to you know make fun of you a bit. No, no, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I, I will, I will absolutely make fun of myself because I'll be the first one that posts the the submarine uh, gif in, in our in our group chat when I lose game one, as I normally do, and go, hey, guess we're doing it again. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that funny, was because 
the only way we know that Ben's doing badly at events is because he stops posting updates. It's like, <laughs> how's Ben getting on? It's like, yeah, Ben's stopped posting. So that usually happy. means I've started drinking. Yeah, <laughs> he's lost too. He stopped giving us updates. It doesn't matter anymore. It's fine. Well, sometimes um, I just can't be bothered. To be fair. Yeah, I have got a little bit of jealousy that I'm not getting the chance to go, but I'd no chance whatsoever of going to any of these things this year because of the, the family holiday, obviously. I can't be sad that I'm getting to go to Galaxy's Edge and make a lightsaber and do all of that other stuff, you know. But I mean, don't, um, yeah, don't be wrong. Like, I was pretty stressed last week because we very nearly cancelled everything. Uh, so, oh, yeah, they've cancelled your flights, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, so our connection from Amsterdam to Hanover got cancelled. And then uh, we couldn't rebook on any flight with KLM that flew out from Manchester on the Thursday that got us to uh, basically same day. All the flights would be overnight. They'd get to Hanover at 10 a.m., which was obviously too late for for the event. Um, So I said to Ben, I said, look, I've checked literally every city in Germany instead of Hanover. We can... (laughs) there, there are no options that don't cost a couple of hundred pounds, if not 800 pounds extra to change. The only option we've got is to fly out Wednesday evening. Uh, we book, we've booked a hotel in Amsterdam Schiphol Airport, and we're going to basically stay overnight there. And then uh, we get the Thursday morning flight to Hanover, uh, which is not terrible because uh, we, we do get to Hanover at midday, you know, and we, we've now got the afternoon to sort of chill out, see some sights, food drink that sort of stuff um but yeah i mean at one point i was sort of very very close to just pressing the refund button on the flights in the airbnb and if it wasn't for the fact that i was the person who'd booked the six person airbnb and obviously it would have affected like four other people apart from me and ben then i you know potentially may have done it a lot sooner um but fingers crossed everything's okay because obviously the airports are in a pretty poor state at the moment but um yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see it's it's we're it's not taking any actual luggage we're taking just hand luggage so we don't have to worry about that side of things because people's luggage have been going missing yeah. yeah are you are you um do you know is anybody streaming it yes yeah i don't know who it is uh so. it's the it's, it's the it's shg one yes those yeah guys? yeah yeah okay Cool. I'll try and keep up to speed with some of them. Give us a shout if you end up on stream, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, one thing I will say is uh, just spare a moment for the uh, the, the poor 186 lads. So Dale, uh, Cormac, and Harrison, uh, their flights got cancelled, and they're now deciding to drive. And if you saw all the chaos at Calais, uh, you know, and, and sorry, Folkestone, uh oh, last yeah, week the, last weekend the Dover queue the Dover queue yeah. yeah um and i believe I'm, I'm not sure how close they are to dover i imagine it's only like a couple of hours for them um but it's a 7 hour drive from calais up to hanover and they they're doing that on the friday and then playing on the saturday and i mean when i lived in germany i used to drive 4 hours from munster down to to calais and then 4 hours from sort of dover up to um nottingham and that's kind of my limit i i, I could do that without a break but seven i mean I, I i did actually look at this for me and ben and i did say to ben like i could drive but i think it was five and a half hours from manchester down to dover and then it was the seven hours back up and i was like i genuinely don't think i could do that on the thursday before playing and then i could do, you could do i would you, you could do newcastle amsterdam and then you could do amsterdam mm. to hanover 
I didn't check Newcastle, but the whole Rotterdam ferries aren't running anymore because that was P&O and they've uh, cancelled them because I used to, I, that's another route I had used, uh, but yeah. they're, they're not, they're not running that route at the moment. So I don't know if the Newcastle Rotterdam's running either because that was really cool. Um, so I'm digressing slightly, but that's an overnight ferry. Um, so that was, you, you basically, you board it in the evening, um, have some food, get your cabin, wake up and you, you know, you're at your destination. So I used to uh, quite like that route. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, um, international is back though. This is the thing that we've got to talk about is that it's something that a lot of people have spent a lot of time and thinking about, I know, um, Cormac and Dale, um, have got the disposable income, uh, and the, the life situation to be able to afford to do quite a lot of travel. You know, they've gone to, you know, kind of Los Angeles and Vegas and Chicago a couple of times. Um, and, uh, AMG announced that they were having a world's qualifier in China. And Cormac was like, "Ooh, China!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, was it wasn't it that they put all these world's qualifiers up that some people hadn't like, didn't know they were coming? And wasn't yeah. the Spanish one the address was in China? Yeah, yeah, they they cut and paste the Chinese one. <laughs> yeah, they cut and paste the Shanghai event details into the Spanish entry. It only stayed like that for like an hour, and then they corrected it. But you know, obviously, somebody screenshots it and goes. I get the feeling that some of our Spanish friends might be a bit lost <laughs> or something. It's like, yeah. Um, so cool. Well, good luck, both of you. Um, as a result of Tim and Ben being away in Hanover next week, we probably won't be recording because I think you guys are flying back kind of Monday evening or you're due to come back uh, around our yeah. normal recording we, slot. We, we, so we absolutely aren't recording next week because I'm the one that has to do the recording. And <laughs> I don't think we land till half 10 at night. So there's... Uh, All right. Yeah, okay. there, I mean, so, yeah. short of possibly a... Because uh, Tim and Ben have got to do 11 hours in Amsterdam Airport between uh, flights. So short of something gets recorded and there might be a, uh, a, a mini episode. Um, maybe. We, we, we will see. <laughs> Him and Ben in the airport bar. Well, this is it. Inter- interrupted by members of the one eight six walking past every so oh, often. Oh, actually, that's that's not, yeah, that, that could be interesting. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose the big thing is is uh, I could say yes, we're going to record it, and then I could come back, uh, play it back Tuesday when I'm editing, and it could be utter garbage, like audio quality yeah. and stuff. So it may be something that we attempt to do. Um, and like when we um, attempted to record in the uh, FFG Gaming Center. Yeah, well, this is that it. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll give it a go and we'll see what happens. Uh, so if you have a show next week, um, you know, congrats. If not, um, never mind. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back the following week. Awesome. Um, so on that note, uh, any shout outs from you guys? Uh, uh, I want to shout out uh, Chris Burnett again for running the campaign with we'll Cool. And just been it was great fun again, even though my computer was dying. Nice. So a bit of Atari cluster with the Burnett. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Tim, any shout outs? Yeah, I'm gonna shout out Liam and Dom because uh they saved my bacon this week with the XTC because I genuinely thought I'd uh screwed it up for the team, uh losing a match that I should have won. Um so uh, Liam had a pretty uh, pressurised weekend with his replay uh, versus France, um, but he, he won both that and his Philippines game, and then obviously Don went on one his, so uh, well done to both of them. Uh, yeah, a cracking, 
cracking set of uh, results for us, really. Yeah. Uh, I was going to give Liam a shout out, um, but you've done it now, so I don't want him to get too um, big headed about things. Um, I am going to mention that he's trying to find somebody. Hey, hey. Absolute, Absolute coward. We're not doing that. We're not. Hey, hey. Oh, you've sworn now. I'm going to have to edit the whole segment. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm going to edit out the whole segment. <laughs> We're not here for him so, to find. Hey, hey. <laughs> Just keep swearing. <laughs> I swear over it every time he says it. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to give anybody a shout out then, except for Team Ireland uh, and to uh, to Filippo and Louis and the other people that have been involved in running and organising the, uh, the the XCC. Um, we don't talk about the the effort that they've put in too much. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, on that note, it's going to be goodbye from Ben. Goodbye. Goodbye from Tim. Toodles. Just doing a Liam since he's not here. And goodbye from me. Someone's got to. (laughs) Bye-bye. Ringing kings, uh-huh. truck necklace, igloo, ringing things for the bitches. You see them rims spinning.